0: To
1: Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast, where we discuss and review
2: the classic and not so classic games of the 8 and 16 bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Truxton for the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive.
1: Truxton was developed by Plan and published by Sega in Japan in December of 1989. It was then published in North America in January of 1990, not much later, but PAL territories had to wait till November of 1990 to get this game. I thought it came out in 88 in Japan. Well, that's when the arcade game that oh. this uh, game is based on was released in gotcha.
2: Japan. Gotcha. Okay. I just remember seeing that on the, the title.
1: And Talpland was more known as a arcade game developer. Right, right. They were founded in nineteen eighty four in Japan and uh you know, they developed lots of arcade games but were best known for their shooters. Right, right. Uh, such as Tiger Heli, Sky Shark, Twin Cobra. Yeah, yeah. And Zero Wing. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So nice. really a lot of classics in the genre sure, all came from yeah. this one place. Now, they did declare bankruptcy in 1994 and closed down, but some of the people that worked there left and formed their own studio, and so from the ashes of Talplan, the studio Cave was born.
2: Right, I, I saw that, and I see. I saw that right before they declared bankruptcy was they had made a game, Batsu Gun, which is considered by a lot of people to be the first bullet hell shooter.
1: Yes, and Cave, of course, went on to be known as the bullet hell maker.
2: Right, yeah, that's their, their
1: niche. Now, this game, Truxton, uh, was released as Tatsujin. Tatsujin. Mm. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Uh, or Expert in Japanese. <laughs> appropriately named. Because of, you know, it's supposed to be a very hard game. Yeah, intentionally so. And then uh, uh, when it was ported, it was ported for PAL territories. Okay. First. And I don't know if it was just a, a communication problem or something, but the music wasn't updated properly for our territories. So therefore, when it was uh, brought over to our territories, NTSC or Japan, the music wasn't updated properly, and therefore it's 120% faster.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I feel like I, I saw that somewhere. I wish I would have compared them now.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of weird things that happen between, um, our, between PAL and NTSC when the older systems are tied to the frequencies of the power instead of like an internal clock. Right, right. But I think that, at least in this game, it does make the music feel a little more metal sometimes, so that's a bonus
2: yeah well nick what kind of game is truxton truxton is a top-down shooter i think it's an interesting like it's not a bullet hell shooter quite but i feel like it's this one of the first steps in that direction i can see that yeah it is a vertical scrolling shooter
1: uh, where you have a ship that can move in uh, all four directions but you're always facing forward it is north And, of course, your main mode of combat is to shoot a gun. And what's cool is this game starts you out with a more interesting gun than most games.
2: Yeah, it's not a single-piece shooter. You get a little triple-shot spread. Yeah, so you have a spread just to start out.
1: And you can button mash the button if you want. But there's also a
2: rapid-fire button. Yeah, which I use pretty much exclusively. Right,
1: and I like that that's just built in.
2: Yeah, they know what's up. (laughs) Yeah. This game also has a bit of, you know, you have your field of view with your little display on the right and Mm -hmm. then the screen will scroll slightly to left or right if you move over there which is kind of weird but a neat addition i think
1: yeah because on the right hand side you
2: see you know your
1: score i think Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then there are three columns and those columns have your bombs in them which is your secondary form of attack and that's your middle button yeah kind of weird but i got used to it yes and uh, the bomb is a pretty cool looking device
2: definitely it's a you know this is your full screen eliminator it yes. will kill all the enemies and then you have a huge skull shaped like star pentagram looking thing mm-hmm. it's pretty metal and then most importantly
1: this game luckily fall victim to a very nice pause
2: grenade cheat yeah similar to blaster master but mm-hmm. here it'll work anytime yes. so I mean, it's not going to help you a lot against the legions of small monsters and foes. It is a lifesaver against some bosses. Yeah, or especially the mini bosses as well. Oh, yeah, very much so.
1: Now, also on the right, you see your number of lives. Yeah, you can get a a lot of extra men if you're good. I was not, but... They appear uh, sometimes as one-ups or two-ups if you have certain thresholds of items already in a level, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah, Um, again... I I saw one one-up once. Uh, but you also get
1: one-ups for points.
2: Yes. You'll get uh, your first ones at 70,000 points, and then every 200,000 points after that. Okay. And while, the, uh, while your display shows about what, nine or ten icons of your ships, mm-hmm. uh, you can still accrue more extra men after that. Okay, cool. I did not take advantage of that. But what about bombs? I don't know about bombs. Okay. Because I always made sure I used mine before I got to
1: the top. I do not want to waste yeah, any. It's was a key strategy of mine in certain parts of the game. And then you also have another column with the letter P in it that will stack up.
2: Yeah, these are your power-up cells or whatever you want to call them, but it's how you upgrade your weapons.
1: Now, is that just more damage done with the weapon?
2: Um, well, every... Fifth one will be you'll get the pink P that upgrades you to another level of gun. Right, but in between, is there any difference? I don't think so. I, I didn't notice one. But one thing that's kind of cool is that if you have unspent ones and you die, you still keep those. Okay, cool. So if you're almost there, it can kind of help. I don't know.
1: And then that brings us to the guns of this game and the power-ups you'll find, uh, as. With any good shooter, as you fly around and kill things, there are certain things you kill that will leave behind a power-up. Yeah, they mostly look like little skull-faced containers, kind of. Similar to the skull bomb you set off. Yeah. When you build them up, you will see those P's for power-up. And if you power-up the gun you start with, uh, at the fifth level, you get a wider and bigger spread of shots. Yeah, it goes from three to five beams, or shots, really. Yes, and that's a really nice starter weapon. It's cool. You know, it's not just like a machine gun
2: where you get a f-
1: faster rate or whatever. Yeah,
2: no, it's, it's this widespread is a big help. And that level three for the red or orbs or the power shot, as it's called, is uh, one of my favorites where it retains the five-way spread of level two, but mm-hmm. you also get the circle rainbow shot. Yeah, well, a shot. Wait, I'm confused. That's what they call it, but... It's it's, a shield. It's a shield, but it's uh, these glowing, you know, little two circles that kind of overlap like a Venn diagram that Mm -hmm. will protect you from enemies, but not bullets.
1: Yeah, I I liked it to a degree, but I found myself lulled into a full sense of security with it more often than not.
2: I really liked it because there were the things that got me the most were ships coming out behind me or coming in from the sides of the bottom or mini meteor, certain things that there were certain parts of the levels, even though I didn't have this. I really wanted it, but there was no way to get it. Right. And
1: if you are just out and about in the levels, you'll also find that as kind of a red orangish
2: gem. Yeah, which you, yeah, the colored gems are what you use to switch between the three weapons. Yes, and
1: the next gem you'll find is
2: probably the green one. Yeah, the green uh orb, or whatever you want to call it, it will give you the eponymous Truxton Beam. Okay, Which shoots out streams of green, kind of arrowhead-looking lasers. Um, it's straight str- straightforward. Yeah, it starts with just one single one, but at the second level, you'll get up to three, and it's the strongest uh, weapon in the game. And it does pierce some enemies, correct? I believe so, yeah. And then at the final form, what do you get? Uh, that's just more beams. Um, you know, when you get up to the third level of your peas, you know, your second five, you'll get two little mini ships little buddies that fly to your left and right and you know they're constantly uh barrel rolling yeah which is awesome i think i do <laughs>
1: i think the the design of those little things are great which we'll talk about in
2: a minute but yeah but yeah so this is uh now it's doing five beams all firing straight ahead
1: and that can be a little rough though i think because the ability to not shoot to this eight sides really is, is a little bit of a
2: hindrance it does this is a you know classic laser super strong but it's kind of for more expert players i suppose
1: and one thing we didn't mention that we should is that the levels aren't just what you see on the screen. You can a lot of times move to the left and right of the screen,
0: mm-hmm,
2: and mm-hmm. and the whole view will move with the ship. Yeah, which can be very useful if you're just trying to avoid certain columns of enemies, because they won't shoot at you when they're off screen, and that helps. It does a lot.
1: And then there is the final uh, gem orb, whatever you want
2: to call it, and that is the blue one. Yeah, this is your thunder laser. Yes, and it is as great and awesome as it sounds. It's a huge blue lightning beam. Uh, It starts with one and continuously fires forward. But when you come to larger enemies, it will lock onto them and just kind of, you know, you can fly around them in any direction. Yeah,
1: sometimes it will unlock uh, if you go across another enemy of a
2: similar size. Yeah, it'll switch targets to kind of, I think the closest one typically gets Mm -hmm. precedence. Yeah, Uh, but it is awesome. And it is the one I used uh, hands down the most in the game. And it's super useful when you get to the level two, it goes up to three lightnings. And then at third level, you get five lightnings. Yes. And at level two, they
1: are shooting out in a V and then there's one shooting out straight ahead. Yeah. And then at level three, that's like a big, wide, you know, spread of five beams.
2: Oh, sure. And it will, you know, that's coating the whole screen with enemy fire. like that. It doesn't go away. And, you know, it'll lock on at this point when you have multiple beams, they can lock on to different targets at the same yeah. time. It's pretty sweet. Um, the it, biggest downside of
1: this one, though, is especially at the uh, level uh, th- three with the five beams
2: out all the time, is it sometimes becomes hard to see enemy projectiles. Yeah, that's kind of a problem, I think, with this game to begin with. And this yeah. really exaggerates it where you're really like killing all this stuff, but trying to f- focus down looking for these tiny orange bullets. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. And then not only do you get the P, you also get
2: the S. As you might imagine, this is stands for speed, and it will increase your speed. Yes, very, very handy. And, I mean, it goes up to, You can get up to five of them, and it will keep speeding you up. And then after that, each one is worth 5,000 points. Mm-hmm. And I felt that uh, full speed was not too fast at all. It, at first I did, but then I realized you just have to deal with it and get used to it, because some of these screens are almost impossible to not die if you aren't moving that fast. Correct. And it really helps you to spread your fire across the whole screen. Yes, because uh, if you have like a level three of any
1: of the weapons, you really want to be about one uh, ship's length from the back of the screen. Yeah. So you don't get hit instantly. And then you're just (laughs) going left and right, left and right, spraying the incoming uh, screen, hoping to kill anything
2: that might appear. Any and everything before it gets to you. I would like to point out that this is a type of shooter where there aren't any... There's no, like, terrain you have to worry about running into. It's more like, I guess, Xevious. Like, you can even see the shadow beneath your ship when Mm -hmm. you're going over ground. So it's all just enemies and bullets that you're looking out for.
1: Yes, but like many bullet hell games on home consoles, there is the one-hit kill factor. (laughs) Yeah. So even though there are free lives and whatnot... When you get hit by anything, a ship or one bullet, uh, you've lost a life and then must restart either at the beginning of the level or they're very infrequent restart points.
2: There are, yeah, um, a few checkpoints in each level. And I found that if you respawn, mm-hmm. and, well, which, by the way, you can continue. If you play it on easy, you get infinite continues, yeah, which is what I did. But it has a pretty like you'll, you continue from those uh, checkpoints as well. Oh, that is nice. But they don't always
1: give you places that start with the best of items.
2: That's true, but there's a weird feature which can is good for the most part where if you die right away, you'll it'll scroll back like you'll start before the checkpoint. And it'll keep doing that if you keep dying right away. Oh, okay. Which can be good or bad depending on, you know, we'll talk more about it later when we talk about level 5, but it kind of bit me in the butt there.
1: But when you do die, you do lose all of your progress with that weapon but you do still retain the weapon you have and then another note that i thought was real interesting is that you can switch weapons and you won't lose the power-up progress of those weapons
2: right yeah i mean once you're level three you can switch to anything and you'll be ready to go i mean not on the fly but when you find it out in the level
1: yeah which is really cool because you don't feel as bad when you grab one you didn't mean to right
2: right and i mean they're all good too you know they are And there are also those little, what they call, quote-unquote, buildings that are only... You'll see them on certain maps. I only know of one for sure. Actually, I've seen two, but they have these little, like dots that will indicate one of the three weapons and you can only use that weapon to to open it it. i
1: saw them referred to as switches
2: online but i never noticed them when i was playing i um only noticed one at the end you know there's one that i was constantly getting and not realizing it because it's kind of near the beginning of the first level and i just always had the red weapon Mm -hmm. the spread gun and it gives, it gave me an extra life. The only one up I've ever seen. Oh, okay. In the, I in think the I wild. probably got that too then. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was just there. And then later when I was doing research, I saw a couple in the later levels where I was like, Oh, that's what that is. It, it's a blue one. And, but he didn't have the thunder laser. So who knows what was inside?
1: Well, Nick, this is a game that was published at least by Sega for their own system. And, uh, you know, I know they have a pretty decent history of manuals. I'm hoping this one is no different.
2: Um, it's okay. It's uh, it's only clocking in at 16 pages.
1: Okay, well, there's not much to go over.
2: Yeah, it's black and white and has quite a few screenshots, but no artwork. Oh. Um, you get a pretty extensive story for what I was expecting. Um, your name is, you're called Tom the Bomb, apparently. Nice. <laughs> and you are fighting for the Borogon people empire i don't know yeah but they one of their space transports was attacked by the evil gedans mm-hmm. and that's who we're fighting against
1: so tom the bomb is fighting for his bros
2: that's right and um that's why uh, that, i don't know it's kind of interesting to have an in-story explanation for why there's power-ups everywhere is because they're from the transport like it was a weapons transport and you're, oh, okay. you're taking the last uh super fighter out to get them back and destroy the bad guys all right cool I accept that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, goes through the weapons, you know, explains them all, shows examples of how they look. And um, it interestingly also points out um, that really you're attacking, there's five levels in this game, mm-hmm. but you are attacking eight asteroids. And, uh, okay. Which I, I didn't really notice, but throughout the levels, whenever they're, you know, it's always space, you're out in space. And yes. you get to some ground and there are different colors. It names all of them in here, the eight different asteroids. It, really, it's just, you go through three in the first level, I think. Okay.
1: And then the pattern is space, asteroid, space, asteroid after that. Yeah, yeah. I did I did notice that.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, there's a little bit of storyish stuff there. It gives you extensive enemy point values. Oh, great. Not only for the large enemies, but also, as the manual calls them, the midget enemies. Oh, the, yeah. All the little... <laughs> yeah. So, you got that. Um, you know, you do get a score in this game. Is there any place to record said score? There is a score grid. And classic Sega style at the yes. end uh, gives you some other tips and also it hilariously calls the boss monsters are known as monster powers okay which I thought was weird and cool and you know that, that's what you get it explains what we did pretty well and you get a little bit of weird translation or choice of words there so it, it's worth the check out for that I guess all right well let's get into the next segment so we
1: can maybe discuss some of those monster powers
0: Ooh.
2: Well, Nick, what was your personal history with Truxton? I do not have one. I, I mean, until recently, I'd never played this game before.
1: And neither had I. In fact, I'd never even heard of it. I, to me, I thought it was like a millennial kid's
2: name. <laughs> I had just, I know I'd seen the title before and thought of it as weird. I, and I, I saw it on some lists of good Sega games. So mm. I, I volunteered this bad boy. Which brings us to our more
1: recent experience with this game, and how many times did you play this? Uh,
2: four or five, probably. Uh, All right. I give it some shots. I, um, I started on normal. There are three difficulties. Mm-hmm. I started on normal and was quickly crushed, so I went down to easy, and then it became a another sort of battle. Mm. Well,
1: I played it on. Uh, I played it to start with on a modded PSP. Oh, nice. nice.
2: And I got to the second level. But then uh, it became impossible to see what was going on. Oh, yeah. The you know the three difficulties, the main change, um, it, it also talks about this in the manual, my bad, but is that enemies shoot more bullets the harder it gets. Yes. And I stayed on normal because I was like, I'll just cheat my way through
1: it. Right. right. And I felt like maybe I, I, about halfway through, I was like, man, I really should have just
0: played it on easy. <laughs>
1: but I had already gone so far in and sa- save stated
2: so far in that I... Couldn't, re- couldn't restart at this point. Yeah, I really thought I was going to go through the easy mode easily, and then mm-hmm. and then you know having learned the game, go back and, and play it on uh, normal. Uh-huh. That did not happen. No, <laughs> uh, because this
1: game is hard. I played it in two sittings, and at first I was like, I'm only going to save state at the beginning of each level, uh, and then around level like three or so, I was like, nah, nuts to that. Like I was like, I'll save state every you know minute in thirty seconds because these these levels are really
2: long. Yeah, and, you know, it's a self-scrolling game, so... Right. It makes it feel longer, too, because you're moving relatively slow.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did beat it, of course,
2: with the assist and with using the cheat uh, bomb trick. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I would have known about... I didn't know about the bomb trick till after I had beaten it, unfortunately. Oh, but I was abusing them a lot because um, I was playing it on easy, so you have infinite continues, and since you start right, pretty much, you know, at one of the checkpoints, you don't have to start all the way over at each level... Mm-hmm. I, I would just go through, especially at the end, my strategy was live long enough to get all three of these bombs off. Oh, because you, know? you, you
1: start with three bombs every time you die.
2: Yeah, so that was my real, I was trying to translate bombs into more distance in the level.
1: Gotcha. Whereas I was, like, trying to maintain a, a full, like, superpower ship. I wish, yeah. It's, it's a dream, man. <laughs> well, it's a dream, but later on it's a nightmare because you're safe standing every like 20 seconds. Ugh, yeah, the last level is really hard. Indeed. Well, Nick, here we are in the general chat part of our show. And I would like to say that I did not know what to expect going into this game, but it was much more brutal than i was expecting yeah
2: this game is maybe the hardest one uh we played
1: i think uh, it's yeah it's up there <laughs> and especially because I, t- I i foolishly took it on at, at the
2: normal difficulty i, I mean I, but, I made it to the first boss on yeah. normal before I, I was like all right i need some practice or something but you know i do enjoy the shoot 'em ups
1: and i did also play this game i forgot to mention on uh on my arcade cabinet
2: oh okay how's it uh differ
1: uh, not much. I mean, just the grass. Everything looks a lot cooler. Okay. Okay. Uh, but, I, you know, I wasn't noticing anything too major
2: in difference. It's a different kind of shooter than what I at least was used to because instead of, you know, enemies, you know, flying in patterns and shooting in a direction, they when they shoot, almost always are aiming at you. Yeah. So you're getting shot at from all these different angles. In many
1: old school shooters, you can just, you know, stay at a certain point and fire. Whereas you are never safe if you stay in one spot in this game.
2: Yeah, like when I would, even when I think of bullet hell shooters, it's like you think of these long, just like patterns of bullets that you can see. It's a big, you know, six way spread, but here it's just a, a mess of them coming every which way.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I would say you really want to make sure you have a good controller if you're going to be trying to play this game.
2: Yeah, yeah, sure.
1: Now, this game is a little simpler than I was expecting
2: as well, especially being a 16 bit game. And one thing I will add too, uh, which was, I think is very impressive, is that I saw no slowdown at all in this game.
1: No, there is a bit of flicker. But yeah, to go back to my other point, while it is simple, I think it is really well refined. I feel like, you know, your play control is really spot on and you're given the tools you need to move through and around the obstacles at hand.
2: Yeah, it's, it takes a bit. You've got to learn to function with all five speeds, I think. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of critical by the end of the game.
1: And like you said, the ship design is pretty cool. It's not your standard uh, shooter-looking ship. It's a little more rounded. I, I love the the ship. I think it looks great. Yeah, and it changes color when you get your different guns. So I think the, the whole design of that's cool. And like we also mentioned, the little helper ships, those look great and are constantly rotating.
2: Yeah, I love them. Uh, I wish I could have had them more, but uh-huh. <laughs> um, I really like the way that the ship has like these panels. It, it looks almost like chitinous or like insectoid in Uh a way that I I really think is really interesting it also reminded me of Samus Aran's ship in Metroid oh yeah I can see that especially when you get those front on and behind views and Mm -hmm. the endings I also like how there are five stages, but there's no, like, when a stage ends, it doesn't cut right away. It, it just smoothly transitions into the next one.
1: Yeah, which is weird. And it does show you you know, up in the top right corner when that has changed by just changing the number. Yeah. It's, um, uh, the thing that really confused me, though, was the music of this game. Yeah. Because each level has just one song, and that song is not uh, timed to be as long as the scroll
2: of the level. Oh, no, because, you know... Well, I mean, how many minutes would it take you to go through a level? Maybe five? Yeah. You know? But these songs are only one, one and a half minutes long. And <laughs> almost
1: every time I fell for it where I was like, uh-oh, oh, mini-boss coming up. But it's really the song just fading out yeah. before it started over again.
2: <laughs> right, right.
1: And at least once a level, uh, that got me. Otherwise, the music is all right in this game. Um, you know, the enemy ships and stuff look pretty cool, but nothing's, like, really stand out.
2: Yeah, the music, it, it's it's okay. It doesn't really get me going but it's not like horrible by any stretch of the imagination and while there are there's a decent variety of enemies there there you see them a lot but i do like that they all have kind of specific ai like behaviors that you can count on throughout the game
1: and i do like the backgrounds that you're flying over and i think it's really cool a lot of times there will be interaction between what you destroy or fight or where enemies come from and how they
2: react uh relate to the to the backgrounds yeah yeah it's just it's just so hard. And, and I guess we haven't really mentioned yet that in addition to the five stages, this game has five rounds. Yeah, that's that, like, uh, ghost and goblins kind of thing that I, <laughs> I really don't like. where you have to, you know, you beat the, the five levels, and you're like, I beat the game. You, you get to see a very short ending, and then it's back to round two, which is starting it over mm-hmm. on a harder difficulty. I yeah. went and did some comparisons between my, because I saved the game right after I beat it. Uh-huh. Because I thought, hey, maybe I'll pick it back up and come back. But then I went and compared that level to the easy, normal, and hard versions that you can select. And it shoots way more bullets than any of them. So wow. it's cranking it up past hard.
1: And that's only the second round yeah. out of five.
2: Yeah, so that's that's rough, man. Like, it'll take you at least two and a half hours, of no deaths, to beat this game fully. Yeah, and that's really where this game gets a lot of its, you know, notoriety for being
1: one of the earliest bullet hell style games.
2: I mean, there is always the memorize the stuff approach, which you definitely can do. Like, I, I you know, I yeah. hear certain games, you know, like Contra and stuff are considered very hard, but I mean, I have played them so much, so I, I feel like yeah you, you, could, you could get there with this game you always are going to have the enemies
1: coming in at the same place so as long as you know where they're coming from you you can you know be there ready to react and to shoot them
2: yeah and especially learning where to move to kind of organize where their bullets will be
1: oh yeah because a big part of this game is doing these kind of uh swooping arcs with your ship to to draw the fire to one corner and then to go up uh away from it and then dash back down through the center of the screen right. to attack
2: the next wave. Hopefully, yeah. And then, of course, in a lot of these situations, unforeseen bullets will be getting close to you, so that's when you got to bust out the bomb because it will also destroy the enemy bullets as well as the enemies. And Yeah. That's always been, I don't know, that's when I was kind of glad that it was in the middle, the button for uh-huh. the bomb, because I could just flip it down.
1: Yeah, it is nice to have it there. Now, uh, did the Genesis have a fighting stick or uh, arcade-style... Controller.
2: Uh, Eventually, I know they had a six button controller. You could, you kind of needed it if you wanted to play Street Fighter. Right. You know, I don't know if it had a joystick version, but it definitely, you know, I had a D pad and six buttons.
1: Yeah. But I feel like many of these kind of games, you know, they feel more natural in the arcade setting, but a lot of times because you have that stick. Having the stick to me gives you a, a different level of finesse when dodging bullets than a thumbstick or D pad does. Sure. Yeah. But like you said, with the lack of hard ends to each level, I do like the progression, though, that you are moving through space to get to each piece of rock or planet or whatever you're getting to. It, it really co- provides a cool transition between playing areas. Yeah, I mean, it's
2: just enough. It's like a dash of narrative to the shooter you know you're progressing accomplishing things kind of yeah
1: and each asteroid does look a little bit different than the last so you know those things combined do make it feel like you are moving through a system and not just you know in one small world here we are in the level by level portion of our show and this game has five five count of five levels
2: Yes, and since they are all functionally the same, except for the number of bullets on the five rounds, I think we only need to go through these once apiece, right? Uh, Yes. I mean, really, we're going to talk about the enemies and maybe some of the mini-bosses and bosses,
1: but really, you know, your strategy remains the same for all five levels. Continue to scroll forward, dodge bullets, and shoot things that come at you.
2: Yeah, it's a shooter, so it's, you know, a, a lot of it is about kind of leveling up your skills to the game, you know? Very much so.
1: And level one,
2: Nick... Yeah, space, the final frontier. Uh, no, you start off, uh, you know, in space, like I mentioned, and you're just scrolling forward. You immediately will see a lot of those little what I call asteroid ships where mm-hmm. they're little brown rocks with kind of a purple eye on it in the middle. And they're in the middle, yes. You fight a bunch of those until eventually you will come to your first of many large versions of small ships or likewise. You know, there's yeah. two huge ones that come out and mm-hmm. they have some lasers. They have a shot behind them. Yeah, and they come out and kind of rotate around the screen a little bit. Which is something you'll see with the... I guess we we didn't really mention the mini-bosses too much. This game has quite a few. Mm -hmm. And they're usually uh, one, two, or three, frequently three, you know, just larger ships that move around in these geometric kind of patterns on the screen. And you have to deal with... It's tougher to fight all three of them. Oh, yeah. And anytime you come across these and there's more than one,
1: you really want to focus your fire on the one to knock out, you know, more of that bullet's... Spread that's coming across the screen.
2: Yeah, and a lot of times you'll get, like, the there will be three of them, but two of them will come out at first, so you'll have, like, a window to try to gun down one of them before the third one approaches. Or, if you're exploiting the bomb trick, you want to wait for that third one to come
1: out and then use your bomb and pause the game. Now, uh, one thing to mention about the bomb trick, though, is that it only does damage when the skull is out. Okay. So you have to pause it when the skull happens. Gotcha, okay. So it's kind of like... There's a little
2: trick to it, but it's fairly easy usually to get it in there. Man, I wish, especially for the mini-bosses. I think they were, in general, harder than the bosses themselves.
1: Yeah, well, because uh, the bosses are usually one creature with lots of different guns on it or whatnot. So there's a central point of attack that it's coming from. Whereas the mini-bosses, if there's more than one, you know, you're getting fire from two different corners of the map or the screen.
2: Yeah, which can be quite aggravating. But... After you beat these first two mini-bosses, you can head on. You will approach uh, what the manual calls the Blue Asteroid. Okay. was blue. Yeah. Um, I wrote down the names of these. Some of them didn't. I don't know if they were in actual chronological order, the way you play them. In the, at first, they seemed like they were. Okay. But later, it, I don't know. But regardless, this one is right because you, it's blue and it's an asteroid. Yes, it is. You will see lots of uh, turrets. Some of them move. Those are like, red tanks.
1: Yeah, and the tanks, you know, move slowly
2: along straight lines and paths, so easy to deal with. Yeah, unless they come from behind. You, there are a few here, but they aren't too bad because they won't run into you. Correct. You will see there's another mini-boss sequence where there's these green ships that kind of look like a M. maybe? They have three frontal areas. Oh, yeah. They'll come down um, one by one, and you can really just, if you focus fire on them right away, you can usually kill them before they even shoot, at yes. least on easy. Yeah. If you don't, they have like two... Uh, triple-shot guns, typically. Mm-hmm. But you defeat them, and it's back to space. Um, more of the same, you'll fight a lot of those red jets and stuff, and then you'll and approach. The red jets are your first real challenge
1: of an enemy because they'll come in from any angle.
2: Yeah, you'll see them from the side. They, they haven't started coming out from the back of the screen or the bottom yet. They will. They will. Um, so watch out for that. But you get onto the yellow asteroid, and you will find lots of turrets. Those red and green like alien bug creatures.
1: Yeah, they're not hard to deal with though.
2: No, they most they move more like a classic enemy from a shooter, where mm-hmm. it's like a a string of them, you know, a line of them moves and sometimes snakes around the screen. Or yeah, they if, come in a pattern if they ever make it that far. And then uh, you'll you'll get to yet another mini boss, which are three larger ships. With they they look kind of goofy because they're squarish and they have two big guns at the bottom that they shoot lasers out of. Yes, they do i think on higher difficulties they start shooting more actual bullets as they shoot way. bullets with the lasers yes Ugh, no good
1: but the lasers only shoot downward so if you have a gun that shoots in angles you know these guys are easy to take care of if you have the lightning gun then you can just fly around wherever you want and it will shoot
2: them that's the real key too if you can get that bad boy up to level three then yeah. you really just focus on dodging where are their bullets can i see them and just moving around because let the lightning do the work man yeah and that was my strategy for most of the game once i
1: got it until i accidentally got something else
2: i really like the thunder gun because it looks so awesome and it's really cool but i actually personally found the the red shots the spread with the shields to be the most helpful for me because it was enemy collisions that were really doing it for me gotcha gotcha once you defeat those guys, it's back to more space. You'll fight some monsters on your way to the red asteroid. Mm-hmm. But it that's what they called it. But here it looks more green. I, I didn't understand that. It's its very short, and uh, you'll just fight like turrets. There's a couple of those that open and shut.
1: Yeah, but uh, those are not hard.
2: No, no. Th- these are a welcome break in between uh, your the tough mini bosses. But then you come to your first real boss, which is the J-Tank.
1: Yes, and the big bosses take up you know a good chunk of the screen uh, as you finally uncover all of them
2: yeah and it like it's a it's a huge tank and it moves it takes up the whole center at least third of the screen and mm-hmm. then it, it it kind of moves backwards as you're flying going with you
1: as many places that uh, turrets and things that open and close and then shoot out.
2: yeah, there are nine turrets there so. Uh, you want to slowly, once you can take those out, and there are a few that scroll by on the sides. Yeah. You just kind of have to maintain those real quick. But once it gets down to it, has one spread gun located in its back that I don't think you can destroy. Yeah. And then it's just a question of dodging those. And it's pretty easy once you get it down to that level. Or you can wait
1: till uh, the majority of the doors are opened, use the bomb trick, and it will be a hollowed husk of a creature or <laughs> tank when
2: you unpause i use a lot of those bombs here too even without the trick like they're very strong as long as there are things open it will generally get the turrets to be destroyed oh yeah it the tank itself won't take that much damage no
1: now you defeat this boss and well you just keep flying that's it's pretty cool there
2: is no transition you just go out of the asteroid and back into space yeah uh, uh the music will change and you will find yourself in stage two confronted with more waves of red jets Mm -hmm. Uh, this is where you start seeing them peeking in from behind yes indeed which is my one of my biggest faults with this game like i hate it because you can't tell like sometimes you don't even know what happened and you don't have any good means of firing behind you a little indicator like a radar thing or i don't know something would have been nice you know it it really is only memorization that will let you know where to be and when this stuff's gonna oh definitely and the greatest offenders, I think, of the attacking from behind are those round green ships that come in. I hate those. They don't shoot as much, but they'll come in and kind of spin, and they move in these weird, like wavy patterns. I I do not like them. Yeah, no, those can be a, a pain. And then, as you move along, you get to a kind of technical area where you have those like columns with those light bulb looking. Yeah, and things. the light
1: bulbs come back many times. And um, if you're using the lightning gun,
2: they are awful. You know, because you they will not only distract your gun, but when they are destroyed then they let off a three-way shot yes which will quickly fill the screen like you can sometimes you can fly all the way to the left and just avoid some of them yeah. or avoid them entirely because they don't do anything until they're destroyed and so this area i really had to rely on some
1: very light tappage <laughs> and i didn't have like the, the the big five beams yet i can remember okay. it was just three so it, it wasn't as hard but you really have to be very careful in this area
2: yeah because i mean there's still enemies attacking you so it's it's tough to kill the enemies without messing with the light bulbs. It's cool. It's a cool idea. And it, it does work to good great effect. Yeah. And you'll see two. You'll eventually come to your next mini boss, which are two. What I call, they look like a light bulb again, but it looks like a filament yeah. around the outside with a light bulb inside, kind of. It's That's the best very, way. Very odd shape. Yeah. Um, you kill two of them, and then a third one will show up. Yep. Bust it down, and you move back into space. Then you can move on to your uh, next rocky substrate. Yeah, and uh, along the way, you'll see another mini-boss, which are those two blue ships. I think they look like a big blue battery. They're like horizontal blue. They have like a little red eye.
1: Yeah, and they just, both of them move in a square.
2: They, they both have an eight-way shot, but... Um, it's very easy to dodge. These guys are pretty easy, yeah. Especially if you have either lightning or that shield, because you can fly. That will hurt them, right. bosses, as well.
1: Uh, at this point, I wasn't really abusing the bomb trick as much because I had a finite supply.
2: Right. There are a couple levels later we start getting a bunch, which we'll see. But here, I, I always I always try to save them defensively for when I, I can see, like, oh, I screwed up. I'm about to get hit. And gotcha. Get that bullet out of the way. But if you beat these guys, you move on to what the manual calls the Orchid Asteroid.
1: Okay. Is it purple or something?
2: Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, there's a lot of uh, turrets. You know, here you get some closing ones, a little like robot, like box trains. You know, they move along. Yeah, these yeah. Tracks on the ground. Pretty simple stuff.
1: Yep. Not too hard to def- just defeat them, and
2: uh, you get to a what mini boss here? Oh, now you're at the the big boss here, okay. Badron. Oh, Badron. It's a big blue ship. I think it. I think it looks kind of like a man ray the way it's spread out at the yeah, front. Yeah. you know, It's got six or eight single-fire turrets that you can destroy on it, and one in the top rear that shoots a six-bullet spread out. Okay. Pretty simple stuff here, I think. Uh, you just have to knock out those cannons as fast as you can, clear the board, and then you can focus on actually fighting the boss, the ship itself. Right. And when you do, you transition into stage three, and you're back into space. This is, uh, this is where the game really... I, takes the gloves off for me i feel because in this first space area you're getting red jets from behind those green round ships from behind yeah alien bugs from the sides and weird patterns It, it this was really coming hard at you with if you only have your starting gun it can be a really painful area
1: well i did find that i think it is this part where there are so many things coming from behind but they hold formation really tightly to the middle of the screen so
2: there's always a slot to slide through them yeah, you have to know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, unless you're, I don't know, you don't want to hug the bottom of the screen here because no. it's hard to tell. Um,
1: but you can move between them. You don't have to go around all these things.
2: Yeah, they'll or they'll move in those, like, curving arcs around you, kind yeah. of. And you can see these, Uh, you'll get to a mini-boss, three of them that I call the gray hoppers, where it's like a gray ship with what I'm assuming is a gun, but it looks like a leg at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Kind of narrow, and they move around. It shoots like a burst of, like, four or five little bullets. Right. Right. Not too bad. We've dealt with this kind of stuff before.
1: Yeah, they all, you know, have a very similar pattern. So it's just kind of you're doing that circle around the
2: ships while avoiding their their fire. Yeah, and uh, after you avoid it, you can make it to the purple asteroid, mm. which is different from the Orchid asteroid, apparently. All right. <laughs> um, this one, you have more like broken rock areas with that like kind of like diagonal X-ish tech grid stuff, pipes. I don't know, yeah. going in between. Them. It looks cool, though. Yeah, yeah, and you have little turrets that move along those Those uh, tracks. Yeah, there's little tracks around. Lots of uh, green ships coming at you here, and eventually you get to the mini-boss, which is uh, a weird-looking, it's like, there are three of them, they're green and purple, and I think it looks like the head and shoulders of an alien. It looks like it has a green head in the middle, and then this, like, purple, I don't know, I think they look like an alien bust or something.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Uh, I thought of them as some sort of, like,
2: weird... animal ship but yeah yeah definitely. something it looks more like an alien than a than a it's more organic for sure yeah um these guys all have five-way shots but they move very predictably so you should be able to destroy them at least one of them right away and then yeah. suffer through the others back in space you're going to get attacked by four purple satellites they will come they kind of make a box around you they have double yeah. shots these things are kind of weird though too
1: because if they're the ones i'm thinking of they they move quicker when you attack them oh yeah or there's at some point here there is an enemy that gave me a lot of trouble and then when i stopped shooting it as much it wasn't hard
2: hmm yeah maybe man um i don't have any specific recollections of these other than their patterns so and after that you are in another it's like a vertical tech tubes area more light bulbs from before and this is where it gets weird because it's like i thought this was the purple asteroid it was at first but then you get into that blue area and i'm like is that water below us i don't know because it Pretty quickly, you get to the boss. Yes. Which is Ghoulis. Yeah. Now, is this
1: the one with the weird face at the bottom? Um,
2: Well, this is the one that's like an X-shaped kind of. It's gray and maroon. Oh, okay. And it has the four big nodules at the end of each bar of the X, if you will. Yes. But it has a... There's a bunch of ground turrets, but this thing shoots a big, uh, like, 11-way spread. Okay. That generally isn't that bad because you can just... You know, it's aiming it at you, so generally after it shoots, if you just move a little to the left or right...
1: Yeah, that's why I like the, the, like, the over six or, you know, the the spread in every direction. Because you can usually dodge those easier
2: than, like, a spread shot at you. Yeah, definitely. Um, So this guy is uh, pretty chill. Cool. And you beat him, and then uh, you're on to stage four, which starts off with some, like, green floor areas. Uh Uh-huh. A bunch of those green ships coming at you from behind here. Yeah, it's starting to get pretty uh, hot and heavy. Well, there's certain areas where, you know, you'll get a full, like, line of, like, six of those green ships that just comes in from the bottom. I I don't know what to do. I always had to use a bomb or just die because I don't know if you can't shoot behind you if you don't have that shield or a lightning gun. Well, I mean, the lightning gun still won't lock onto them because
1: they're behind you. Oh, and they're too small, too. So So what you have to do is fly up, and then once they hit their certain point, then they break formation and all diverge. And then you have to swoop back around them.
2: Right, I just like, because there's also things coming at you from the front at this point, oh, yeah. you know, so it's hard to, I don't know. I just took the easy destroyer bomb way out. Not not a bad option. Um, then when you get to your next space section, you'll get these, I call them purple space bats. Uh, That's that a good name. They come flying in. Um, they're very fast, and for- fortunately here they come in a preset set pattern where if you know it when it starts, it's like left to right and then back and then yeah. You know, so you can just kind of follow them, killing them as soon as they appear. But if you don't, they can be a real pain in the butt.
1: And this is a place where if you have, you know, any of the big spread guns or that lightning spread, I mean, you just sit back and it takes care of them all anyways.
2: Yeah, you get, um, there is a mini bus here that's a kind of a dark gray and purple ship. It looked kind of like an anchor, I thought, but... This is a very easy boss, except for there's a bunch of those bats coming at you at the same time.
1: Yeah, it's the first mini-boss that has a bunch of enemies at the same time. So it can catch you off guard, but the boss itself is not hard.
2: Yeah, and you blow it up, and then you'll see more squadrons of those red jets coming at you. Um, lots of enemies coming from either side here in space. You'll get to the point where there are those like green, I don't know, like arms? I don't know, they come out of the side of the screen. They have kind of a...
1: Yeah, I, I didn't know what to do with them at first, but you can just blow up every part of it. Yeah, pretty, and pretty easily.
2: Yeah, and the, the end of the tip of it looks kind of like a blade, but you blow that up and you can get power-ups from them, so.
1: Yeah, and this is happening at the same time as, like, some other creatures are out there that look like they're part of the same scheme.
2: Yeah, yeah. And this is a kind of a weird level, too, because the manual lists it as the poison asteroid, but there's not really much asteroid here. So. Right. Uh, and then the big bad boss of this level is the one I think I was thinking of. This is Dozvam. It's It looks kind of like a big brown cocoon with, yeah. like, a... Eyeballs it's at the bottom? like a,
1: oh Yeah, I thought it was like maybe like a weird robot-y face thing. It, okay. Yeah. It's hard to tell.
2: It kind of reminds me of something from like Guardian Legend or something. I it, could see that. It, it looks almost aquatic.
1: Now, this one has a lot of things that are opening and closing. And I, I feel like I had
2: to use more than one bomb to, well, it, to get it, it you know, all it destroyed. Has, it has three different areas it shoots. This weird spread where it's like three bullets in the middle, then a gap, then two bullets. Okay. Or maybe more if you were playing on harder difficulty than me, but... And there are those blue ring ships are coming in now where they come along down the side and then start waving their way into the middle. So you just want to kill them as soon as you can before they become a real issue. Uh
1: But you either uh, take each one of those little areas out one by one or you use your two bombs timed properly (laughs) and you blow through this guy and straight back into space and onto the final level of the
2: game. Yeah, um, this level starts with a bunch of those little meteor ships we saw before. Now you'll see green jets, which are... I don't know if they're a straight palette swap of the red ones, but they look similar, uh-huh. behave pretty much the same.
1: Uh, but now you're going to be getting, I mean, full waves from every direction all the time.
2: And the worst to me, the taste of the awful is the meteors. This yeah. is where the meteors start. So many meteors. Like yeah. Obscene um, amounts of meteors.
1: This is a point where if you have the spread lightning, it's... They take care of all of them coming in because you can hit about an inch down from the top right corners and left corner of them of the screen.
2: Yeah, they, um, you know, and we should say as well, because much like the enemies target you, so do the meteors. If you move around the screen, they're, they're all oriented. They're coming at you. Yes. This isn't your normal, peaceful asteroid shower. This no. is not a thing of science. This is a thing of hatred. Hatred Uh at you. Yep. And it
1: is it is really tough. They throw everything at you through this final chunk of the game.
2: Yeah. When you get to this area, you know, they'll start when you're in space, but then you get to what I, you know, it's an orangish, I don't know, kind of fleshy colored asteroid with like spikes and you start approaching it. And that's like the crunch spot for me where, you know, like I said, I had infinite continues. So once you die once, you respawn. Boom. You're back to that crappy gun. Yep. And. All these guys, you know, meteors are coming at you, you know, relentlessly. And sometimes you die right away so you can move back farther. Yeah. And I'm just trying to get through this, like, using my bombs as much as I can to progress. And then you lose it, and you got to go back and forth. And every third person I would get, there are two Ps. Yeah. So every third life I could get powered up enough to get the second level gun. Okay. And that's when I was like, all right, this is, (laughs) here's my shot. i got to make this stop, but... I think I played this small portion of this level for 25, 30 minutes straight Ouch. over and over. Uneasy, man. Oh, yeah. it, was, it really did it hurt my feelings and my self-esteem. But you did make it through. Eventually, but
1: I don't i don't know. <laughs> and then, you know, again, many more waves of enemies through this, uh, you know, fleshy-looking asteroid, this hellscape.
2: Yeah, there's another uh, triple mini-boss where you fight three of these blue and gray that uh, you know more ships with two lasers at the bottom that they that come out in a pattern mm-hmm. i don't mind any ship that shoots straight down
1: but i think in a <laughs> yeah. normal mode it does have a burst
2: yeah for sure i think that happened in space right because then you get yeah. to what i believe is the final asteroid uh which is a red kind of tech technical technologically looking you yeah. know you got some areas that look like lava i would say there's some lava in there as well yeah, you'll see uh, there's a lot of alien tanks or red tanks and those alien bugs coming in here. And when you blow up the tanks, they leave like a,
1: a marked spot that exposes fresh lava. It's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's it's a nice touch, man. Um, there is yet another mini boss battle with two large blue ships that each have a 12-way spread. Mm-hmm. Not too tough. Um, if you want to be smart and use your bombs, that's what I would do.
1: Definitely. And they are throwing lots of uh, power-ups and bombs at you all through this area.
2: Yeah, this level, and especially in the last one, like there are certain areas where you can acquire a ton of bombs. I had eight or nine. And, oh, yeah. You know, I was almost maxing out, so I was using them as I picked them up, and that's how, I, you know, stage right. four I was kind of able to breeze through, and hopefully you have a, a nest egg of bombs here to use. You'll definitely want them. Especially at the final boss, Dogarava. This is a big blue and purple, I think it looks like a space skull, kind of. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. Um, the, the front middle opens. It has two large spreads. from It fires from the rear at you, and then... At the very bottom is where its other guns are. Yeah, there's one. It looks like a blue orb that it kind of shoots a 360 little spread pattern that you can... Yeah, it's not too tough to avoid, but it's just close to you. That yeah,
1: you have really very little room to play at the bottom of the screen. But the bomb trick works here as well on the final boss. And you should use it. Man. Because this boss, I'm, I'm guessing, is not fun.
2: <laughs> no, uh, you know, you destroy it, and it's pretty cool looking because it's just like the center face part explodes out, and then yeah. there's like the rest of the ship or whatever left. And that's
1: how all the bosses die. Like parts of them are destroyed, but then there's like the husk of It's still there. Yeah, it looks cool. And so you destroy this boss, and
2: then instead of just transitioning back into
1: space, you're treated with a, a nice little change of perspective
2: yeah it shows this is the ship coming at you right yep the super fighter um and you get a little brief ending one of five uh in mine
1: are i mean i guess it's the same every time you just be the first time where that guy's like i will get you next
2: time yeah at Dogarava, threatens you and you start over and now you're on round two of five and the enemies are shooting even more bullets and, you know, I, I think they are generally the same patterns and numbers of enemies, but the bullets have multiplied greatly. Yes, and too great for my blood. So if you continue, every round actually has a further different ending. Okay. Um, And they're actually really awesome, I think. They're re- pretty funny. The second one, it's like, after the battle has ended, Tom returns to his space station to see a friend and it shows you in a hilarious chibi little, you look like alex kid or okay cool or something really goofy and there's a little girl there it's like your girlfriend and she has a fish uh, or some kind of space fish it's like on your shoulder it's a weird (laughs) little i don't know maybe a a red star thing it was a weird little creature which is pretty funny and then and you know it says your happiness will not last for long because you have to go back again ah and then the third time it just gives you the boss kind of credits it scrolls through and shows you all the enemy bosses and what their names are well that's cool the fourth one, my favorite, is hilarious because right away it shows a, an old man in, like, a uniform who's got a crutch and one of his arms is bandaged. And he says, Tom, it's me, your father. And he shows a tattoo on his on his arm that yeah. you also have. And then it shows them both, like, anime crying and they hug. Wow. And then you go back to space. That's intense. Yeah, it was just out of nowhere. It's so funny. And then uh, and finally, when you defeat it the fifth time, if you're one of these superhuman people. Yeah. Uh, It shows the planet explode, and your super fighter flies off, and you get credits, real credits for the game. Wow, it's amazing they make you work that hard for
1: some proper credits. (laughs) Man, I know. We now find ourselves in the review portion of our show, and of course we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System, which has four categories, each category a possible score from 0 to 5, starting with graphics and sound. I gave this game a 3.0. Okay, I went 3.5. Okay, yeah, everything looked really crisp and clean, but there was nothing that looked amazing. It was all just really done well and done very competently.
2: It's yeah, for me it was. I, I really liked the sprites, especially your ship. Um, I liked the, our, my
1: ship a lot, but the other sprites all kind of bled together. They seemed, you know, nothing really stood out as like a really crazy enemy I'll remember forever.
2: I, I just like that. All of the mini-bosses had unique sprites that were not... You know, it wasn't just... And there were no, like, chains of balls, like, snake-type things. That's so, true, that's true. That's where, I, you know, the music... The backgrounds are okay, but not great.
1: You know, I thought the backgrounds were probably better than most of the enemy sprites. I mean, at least you get some really changing areas, you get some new areas, but you also get those cool effects when things on the ground are destroyed. Stuff like that.
2: I just think... Um, you know and especially given that you know this is a sega game so there's no slowdown with a lot going on it's pretty impressive
1: yeah definitely
2: next up is play control and i gave it a 3.5 i gave it a 2.5 but i don't know i I mean it it is very good for what you get yeah i mean
1: what else do you want why is that not at least a i guess 2.5 is the middle of the road but for me i thought that it was very responsive i felt like Anytime I hit a bullet, it was my fault, not the game's. Yeah, yeah, I,
2: yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a hard one to score because I'm like, it, it does so little, but right. it does it well, so.
1: Yeah, and the fact that they give you a turbo button to me is just, just
2: so nice. That's true. For the turbo button, at least, I will bump it up to a 3.0. Excellent. Counselor. All right, I think we'll have a higher
1: score in the next <laughs> category, which is Challenge Factor. Yeah, I went 4.5. As did I. I think the only reason we didn't go 5.0 uh, is the continues.
2: Yeah, I mean, the infinite continues on easy, at least. You know, the right. other ones, normal and hard, don't. You only get three continues. So you would have to truly be superhuman to take on this, like... It's like a f- Sisyphus or whatever. You yeah. have to keep doing it over.
1: Uh, one heck of a challenge, that's for sure. There's just so many bullets on screen at so many times, and that one-hit kill Ah, oh, makes it so rough.
2: Yeah, it truly is, like... And, and it's an interesting situation where it still has these conventions of really early shooters like Galaxian or Galaga where it's just like you're doing it over and over uh-huh. and you have these like rounds you're trying to be and you know, the game itself doesn't change it just keeps getting harder but it does change some you know it's like one foot in both worlds and then finally we have theme and fun what did you rank this Nick I gave it a 2.5 I think I liked it a little more than you I gave it a 3.0 I man that last level took a lot out of me I, um, bet, I bet but I mean I
1: I think if you would have stayed, stayed a little bit more often to hold on to the better guns, you yeah. would have found it
2: a lot more enjoyable. Well, I mean, it's a brutal game, but I kept coming back, and not just because of the podcast. Like, I'm still kind of interested in it to play it more and maybe get better, but it's, uh, you know, so I think that says a lot. Definitely. So then, Nick, should you play this game? I think so, But only for kind of like historical reasons. I think it's an interesting step in evolution of the shoot 'em up Uh And I think maybe play through it once on easy. It's fun enough if, you know, you you kind of cheat a bit.
1: Uh, I think I have a complicated answer because I really don't think you should. I mean, maybe if you're a really big fan of shooters, like you said, you want to see the historical aspect of it. But from that point of view, then go play the arcade version. Yeah, well. It's just better in every way.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, as a port, you
1: know. Yes. Although I guess the the Genesis version has the five endings where the arcade version does not have endings. You just repeat. So I guess that's one bonus for playing it at home. Next week's game will be Streets of Rage 2 for the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive. Possibly bringing the Sega Streak to an end. Oh yeah. Find a copy of this game any way you can. Grab your controllers and play along, friends.
2: And if anybody out there wants to call and berate us for being wussies who are not good enough to beat this game naturally, um, if you are that tough, let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com and we will bow down before you. Yes, uh, do it there,
1: not publicly, at Cartridge Command uh, <laughs> on Facebook, because you don't know, no want to look at that week. No, I don't care. Let us know if you're <laughs> such a uh, bad hombre or lady that you took this game down, no problem. Otherwise, we'd love to hear from you there, anywhere, uh, even on Twitter, where we let you know when new shows drop. Or you could just subscribe and get them automatically. Yeah, it's a great way to do it. That show's available on everything, of course, so let a friend know. If you uh, really love the show, leave us a, a, a review somewhere, wherever you use your podcasting stuff yeah many options whatever you do any way you want it and of course we must always give a special thanks to those fine and wonderful folks to give to us at patreon.com slash
2: cartridge command yeah our patrons are a select group of awesome people
1: yes that provide us with um all of the s's and p's we need (laughs) to keep this show speeding along
2: yeah, and they, you know, they are the financial destroyer bombs that protect us from the bullets of debt.
1: Yes, we wasted a good ten minutes of this podcast <laughs> fiddling with a cord that was the wrong cord to fiddle with, but we realized we need a new cord now. Cords aren't expensive, but there's little things like that that pop up all the time. Yeah, man. Luckily, we get to take care of these things thanks to you guys, because we're just a couple of working guys, and uh, we rely on all the fine folks out there for this show to happen. we rambled too long about it, so thank you guys, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, game,
0: game On!
2: It does change some. You know, it's like one foot in both... Pools. I don't know. When do you put your feet in worlds? One foot in both worlds. Shouldn't <laughs> <doesn't> sound great. <laughs>